Good evening, everyone, and happy Monday. I'm so sorry this episode is late. I had a lot going on this weekend, and of course, preparing for this winter weather that the South is having. Oh, my gee. Y'all, we never get stuff like this too much, and it has been hectic, and branches have been falling all around my house all day today, and I feel like it's still some falling right now outside. I'm not sure what I'm hearing, but I hear a lot of stuff going on out there. (laughs) So let me go ahead and give you guys the mommy mantra before we get into the topic. So the mommy mantra that I have for this week is a mother's love liberates. And I got that from Maya Angelou, and I feel like it will go perfect with the topic. I'm sorry if you guys hear me shuffling paper. I have all my notes written down. (laughs) But our topic for this week is, does it take a village to raise a child? And to me, I feel like yes. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. But I also want to share this answer that I got when I made the post on my Instagram um, soul centric goddess 88 shout out her answer was yes as well and she also said but what is not discussed is the difference of opinions within that village and how to handle those differences when it conflicts with our own and let it be a hundred and saying a lot of people think that in order to be in the same tribe you have to be the same meaning your ideas have to be the same and your thought processes I personally don't believe that, but I grew up in the South, where I'm from. (laughs) We're going to get into that, too. And from my perspective, everyone has had this mentality that if someone is different than what we are taught, then they are, quote unquote, bad. That is very true. I was talking about that this weekend. And they are going to hell or et cetera. Like her answer hit the nail on the head and it just touched on everything I really wanted to speak about in this episode today. So a lot of you, if you haven't heard, like it takes a village to raise a child. That came from, well, I'm sorry, that is an African proverb, meaning an entire community must interact with the children for them to experience and grow in a safe and healthy environment. Okay. And I got that definition off of Google. So yeah. (laughs) Okay, number one, I feel like yes, because... There are other people that love your kids, too, like grandmothers, aunties, uncles, aunties, cousins, all of that. Like there are a good bit of people who love your kids and watching how other people love teaches them how they would like to be loved or how they would want to love on others. And honestly, I can say children pick up on every. You know, like we all have different love languages and kids aren't familiar with, you know, just a love language, but they are, they, excuse me, by watching other people love on other people, they will see the difference of how to treat certain situations dealing with love and how to treat people with care and kindness. So that's what I'm trying to get at with that. Like other people love your kids. Some people, you know, some of y'all may feel comfortable with the neighbors I'm not going to say I'm just too comfortable with neighbors, <laughs> but some people, you know, they um, their neighbors reach out and they help them. Some people really do have very, very nice, dependable, responsible neighbors. Others like me, probably not. <laughs> so, you know, your neighbors can teach your kids a different way to love. You know, you just never know. Like people love on people differently. I can't say that the love that I give my mom is the same 
love that I would give, you know, to someone else. So it's like watching her love on us and, you know, the people that she loves, then watching grandma love on the family because, you know, that's what grandmas do. It's just something different. Like you experience different ways to love. Okay, let's move on to number two. Parenting is hard. And anybody that says it isn't, give me a secret, girl. I want to know what you're doing. Okay? Like, show show me the way. I want to know exactly how you're doing it that's making it not so hard. We need help. Parents need help. None of us have it all together. I haven't met anybody that does, and I'm pretty sure I probably won't. We do not have it all together. It is very hard. We need help. And that is where that village comes in because parenting is very stressful intellectually and emotionally. Like postpartum kicks in and you may need someone there to just, you know, pick up your slack at the moment. Like, okay, I have the baby. You do what you need to do to get yourself back together. You know, do you need to go talk to someone? Do you need me to come over and talk to you? And, you know, I make sure the baby gets fed, it's bathed, get put to sleep. And stuff like that. Like, all of that helps. I had that help, thank God, with both of my kids. (laughs) You know, someone may fall ill. Like, if you're married, mom, if you're married, your your husband might fall ill. It's like you're trying to take care of two babies. Because, come on, let's admit it. When men get sick, they act like their whole world is about to end. They can't take a lick of pain. I'm not trying to bash them in, but come on, that's true. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Y'all act like some big babies. (laughs) But you may need that help there. And plus, like, especially if you have a newborn, oh, my goodness. If you just had a baby, you would want somebody there from that village. You would want somebody there every moment because you're going to be so tired and drained from giving birth. You're going to need that rest. And that rest (laughs) is going to feel like heaven. Yes. So we need a village, parents. If we can be tough and act like we don't need nobody, but sometimes in this world, you need somebody at some point. That's why I don't get with the nobody needs nobody stuff. Because oh, thinking about that, like if you think of that song that says nobody needs nobody, and then he turns around and he says, I just need me and my dog, so if all of y'all. Like you need somebody in whatever situation. You're always going to need someone. Moving on to number three. Oh, and by the way, I only, only have seven of these. Seven of the major ones that, you know, I could really think of. But, yeah, we only have seven, so we're number three now. (laughs) Your kids will have a bigger support system. Like, say, for instance, if you have a little girl that's a cheerleader and you can't make it to one of the games that she's cheering at, you're running late for work, guess what? Call someone out of that village. Hey, can um, can you take Carrie out to the football game? Watch her cheer, cheer on. I'll be there at such and such time. Work is running behind. You know, that stuff right there, as somebody's there that they have a connection with, that they love, somebody from that village is there to support. And like, you know, my kids have a YouTube. We've been down for like a month, I clear. Like, we've been trying to raise money and get this stuff that we need to um, really push their content. And that village stepped in and helped immediately, you know, like... We raised, I'm not going to put the amount out there, but we raised a good amount of money to get the things that we really need to get them started on what they want to do with this year during, with their YouTube. I'm stuttering so much, goodness. But when we started off, 
you know, the village that I have and their dad has, like they stepped in and they supported all the way. Like they watched the videos, they critiqued them, they, you know, they participated. So you have a bigger support system when you have a village, whether it's for you or your kids, like they're there and kids need that support. It, this is all good for their growth and development. <laughs> so moving on to number four, because I'm not going to fuss with number three. <laughs> but anyway, number four, sometimes others have the best ideas. Like, say, for instance, this is your first child. They're ill right now. You're not know you don't know what to do. You're stuck. You're like, wait, what? What's going on? You know? Someone in that village may already have experienced that and they could give you a few tips and ideas that they've used. Or say, for instance, my uh, my story with my oldest, Bella, she started teething and y'all, I was so lost. I was like, I already knew babies tried to stick everything in their mouth, but she got my finger and oh my goodness, she was nom, 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 nom down so hard. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> And my mom was like, Did, don't you have teething rings? I'm like, what's that? <laughs> so she, you know, we used to freeze them back in the day. I don't think too many people do that now. But, you know, she got it out the freezer and she gave it to her. She wrapped it up in like a bunch of paper towels. And she gave, you know, she put it, she had enough out that she could stick in her mouth and like pull around and just bite on. And that soothed her gums and she was okay. You know, I didn't experience, well, I did, but, you know, I didn't know that when teeth grow in, they hurt. <laughs> I had no idea because when I was losing teeth, you know, it was like they would either, either fall out or my grandmother would pull it out and it'll just grow back. I didn't feel like I felt any pain. I just thought they hurt when you get a little older and you're like, oh, I need to get a tooth pulled. Uh, you know, now that hurts. <laughs> and plus, you know, speaking of my grand my grandmother, my mom had a village around us, you know, our grandparents, our aunts and uncles, and that village, you know, the ones that are still with us today, like they are still there. No matter what, pick up the phone, give them a call. They're right there all the time. Like that village is there <laughs> and it sticks around. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Um, Where was I? Okay. Number four, like different people have different ideas and safe. Oh, Another example for that, like, um, sometimes when parents sit around, they can brainstorm because some parents are like, I don't know what else to do. Or they're hearing, like, my child is bad, but your child is not bad. How do, how do you know your child is bad? Like, what is telling you that your child is bad if they're, like, three, four, five, six years old? Like, what, what about them is bad? You know, kids can be stressful, like they're very, very active. And if you are a working parent, I'm pretty sure you come home stressed out, tired from the day, from like a full day's work. And all you want to do is just rest, but you can't because they're bouncing off the walls. Once again, that's where that village can come in. Someone may have an idea of like, OK, let's let's reduce your stress when you get home. What can we do with little Johnny to help you? you know, um, wind down from work and not become so stressed to where you're yelling at him. 
how can we step in and help? You know, you're sitting down, you're brainstorming, you're putting things together, then boom, you have a solution. You have someone there to help you. So yes, ideas, parents, let's share them. (laughs) Number five, other people have different talents and skills. Okay, we're going to use little Johnny again, okay? So say, for instance, little Johnny, he's all into skateboards. He want to learn how to skateboard. But neither one of the parents have ever, oh, excuse me, has ever skateboarded before. So how are you just going to tell little Johnny, just go practice, just go practice. And then, you know, what if your neighbor is a part of your village and your neighbor knows how to skateboard or they have an older child that knows how to skateboard or a child that's the same age that knows how, you know, some people are visual learners. You can't just learn from going out there and kicking and pushing by yourself. You may need someone to give you some pointers like how to keep your balance or you want to jump up on a rail, how to, you know, keep the board under your feet. That's another way the village can come in. There's someone there to teach at all times. Like your kids are learning something different from different people with different walks of life. And they will develop how to deal with certain situations later on in life by learning this early. Number six, children develop different, stronger relationships. Hmm. Now, say, for instance, if you want to shelter your child and all that child sees is what the parents, like how their parents interact, how do you think they're going to interact when they get out into the world? They're only going to interact with people how they saw their parents interacting with people because they never got the chance to experience how different people are and how sometimes you have to converse with people in a different language. And I'm not just speaking like English, Spanish or French, but, you know, there's different languages of communication. And they needed to learn those. And if they don't know them, they're messed up. Because the world is going to teach them faster and they're not going to like that. And they're probably going to swirl into depression themselves. And we don't want that. Like, let your kids get out there and experience the world. Experience how different people interact. You know, because in the South, we tend to want to pick and choose how our children um, interact with people and who they interact with mostly because we don't feel like our children are like those people, I should say. I'm not, I don't know exactly how I want to say it, but I know what I'm trying to say. And like, um, Soul Centric said, you know, it's like if someone isn't doing what we deem as good, they're bad people. When sometimes they're really not bad people. You know, we just chose to say that they were bad because they do things that we don't do. And in our opinion, we say that they're bad when they're really not. Those people could be the people that could really teach you something. So let's not teach our children that just because someone is different, that they're not intelligent. 
because intelligence to me is someone who has the ability to learn. And that means every last one of us are intelligent. You know, some of our IQs may be higher than the other, but we are all intelligent. So moving on to the last one, number seven, kids can help their village just as much as the village helps them. That village will teach your child different things, care for your child in different ways, emotionally, physically, mentally, even spiritually. You know, like if your village, I'm going to say this, sit down with your village individually or try to get them all together if you can. And you all can sit down and discuss ways or like ways to parent your child, but they can also be taught different things from different people within that village. Because later on in life, they'll think back and they'll be like, oh, Auntie Cheryl taught me this. So let me do it this way. Let me try this way and see if this works for me. Oh, Cousin Lulu said this, you know, I remember this, you know, Cousin Lulu did this. Let's try it. Let's see if this works. And then as they get older and the village gets older and the village needs someone to care for them, they're going to think back like, man, they changed my diapers. They taught me so much. And guess what? They're taking care of who took care of them. And that's how you keep the village going. But that's pretty much all I have for that topic today. And I think I already gave you guys the mommy mantra this week, but I'm going to repeat it. (laughs) A mother's love liberates. And I got that from Maya Angelou. I'm going to post a little bit of content sometime tomorrow or later on tonight for you guys to catch. And again, I'm sorry this episode is late. I've been really busy. But anyways, you guys have a wonderful night and stay safe and stay warm. Okay, good night.